Lord, we choose to be content in every circumstance. We thank you that you are Jireh, our provider, Lord. You thank you that you take care of every detail of our life. And this morning as we talk about family, Lord, I thank you that you, you take care of our family. You love our family even more than we do. And Lord, you have great purposes and plans ahead for them, Lord. And I pray that today, through the Word and through the time that we have together in these few moments, I pray you'd speak to us and encourage us today. In your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can take a seat this morning. Welcome to City Church. It's great to have you here this morning and to celebrate. We're going to be talking this morning about family and building healthy families. I think it's really important because so much of our life comes out of our home life. And talking about healthy family, we're all born into family and our families come from different shapes and sizes and sometimes talking about family can be painful because there can be relationships that are disjointed or painful there as well and so I respect that this morning. But I think all of us are trying to work through and trying to do the best that we can in terms of having healthy families. And it's our prayer that over this month of the Strengthening Home Month, that it wouldn't just be about strengthening City Church as a home, but we really want to see your home strengthened. And so we've been talking last week about faith. This week we're talking about family. Next week we're going to talk about finances. And this is over this month, we really want to invest into your life because if your home is strong, the overflow of that will be that you begin to bring strength to those that are around you. We all need a place and a home where we can feel secure and loved and strengthened. You know, it says in Scripture in Proverbs 14 verse 11, The household of the wicked is soon torn apart, while the family of the righteous flourishes. The family of the righteous flourishes. And what we're believing for this morning is that your family would flourish. We're going to pray this morning and believe for your family to thrive in every, way, in every single way. We want our church family to thrive together as the body of Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. We want to thrive together. We want your natural family to thrive, the, the, the family that you do life with in your home together. I love Pope Francis. He said it this way. He said, the perfect family doesn't exist, nor is there a perfect husband or a perfect wife. And let's not talk about the perfect mother-in-law. He says, it's just us sinners. A healthy family life requires use of three phrases. May I, thank you, and I'm sorry. And never, never end the day without making peace. I thought that's powerful. I think that's wise. Because family is not perfect. Church family is not perfect. Your natural family is not perfect. If you're looking for perfection, you're going to be frustrated because you're not perfect. And you've brought your imperfection to your family, to this church family. Together, we are all sinners trying to work this out. We're saved by the grace of God. And so I don't want this morning to be a time of condemnation. Maybe things aren't good in your family right now. Maybe things aren't good in your marriage or your relationship with your kids. Maybe this morning you, you've got a, a, a family member that you're just not close with and there's a, there's a tension that's there this morning. Well, what we're believing for is God's breakthrough power in your family. 
for you to be able to do what you can naturally do, but to trust God's supernatural power to come in to see your family flourish. Strong marriages, strong relationships with children, strong families together is really what we want to see. Stronger. It's our word for the year. And it's not just about the outside of our family being stronger, but actually the base of the strength of our life comes from our families. The blessing of, our, of this church to our community is having a strong church family. The blessing of you to your neighbors and your workmates and the people around you is having a strong base at home and to really be able to thrive out of that place and overflow. Family is God's idea. It's not man's idea. It's God's idea. It says actually in Scripture, God sets the lonely in families. God sets the lonely in families. And to me, strong families, healthy families are like healthy gardens. And when you look at a healthy garden and what's required to be able to tend to and cultivate a healthy garden so you can produce a healthy harvest, it's very much similar, the same principles when it comes to having a healthy family. And so I want to look at three things that healthy families do this morning, both our church family and your natural family. The first one's this, number one, healthy families sow. Healthy families sow seeds. See, our children are born. They come into our life and then we, we have this family dynamics that's there, but they started as a seed and then you've got an opportunity to develop this child. You've got a child there that you need to sow into. You need to give them the natural things for them to survive, food and water. You need to give them shelter, a place for them to be able to be loved and cared for. And that sowing never stops. I was talking to someone this morning that said, even when they're adult children, you're still sowing into them. There's still things that are happening. And it's true because families are, at times, they're like a guard. They are something that we must continue to invest in. It's the same with your marriage. People have experienced this. You don't just get excited on the wedding day and sow into that day. You have a lifetime of sowing to come. You have a lifetime of sacrifice and investment and sowing seed into those people and just connecting and loving and loving people well. It's the same with your kids. It's not a job that you ever stop doing. As children, you've got the opportunity to sow into your parents. It goes every single way. It says, honor your parents in Scripture. It says, for parents not to to stir up their children. I find that hard sometimes. It talks about that. It talks about husbands loving your wife. It talks about wives honoring your husbands. Every way we are sowing and investing into each other. It's not just one side. It's not one-sided. We are all doing that together. And there's different levels of sowing and there's different seasons. You know, I've heard it said about even with children, you have different seasons of life when you're sowing into children. Sometimes when they're younger children, they just need quantity time. They need all of your time. They need all of your investment to be able to really put into them. They need all the practical things. But then as they get older, it's more about quality time. And those moments together, you don't have maybe as much quantity time. They're at school, they're at different things, but there's a quality time. But every season requires sowing. Every season requires investment. What are you sowing into your family? We all have families. What are you sowing? What are you sowing into your church family? What are you sowing into your natural family? Are you sowing encouragement? Are you sowing hope? Are you sowing faith? Are you sowing a sense of confidence into your kids? You know, we have a real responsibility when it comes to our kids to help shape their inner voice. 
What does their inner voice say? If, you, if, the, vo- if the voice coming out of your mouth to your children was their inner voice, what is it saying? You know, I hope it's the kind of words where we're speaking into them, you're a champion. We're kind of speaking confidence into them. We're speaking the word of God into them, the promises of God. We're, we're praying over our kids and we're believing for the increases. We just sow into them. We're praying over our partners and our marriages. And maybe you're in a dating relationship. We, you're praying and, and you're sowing and you're making sure you put the right seed into these relationships. Because the truth is we know it. If we sow the right things, we will reap the right harvest. And it's the same with our families. We must sow. We must invest. We must do those things. Seeds are the start of some incredible things. Trees are produced from seeds. Fruit and vegetables are produced from seeds. There's so many things that come out of seeds, but we are just responsible. Just keep sowing. Keep loving. Keep encouraging. Keep investing into those people that are around you. Keep doing that, making sure that you focus on the right things. I love in Proverbs 14.1, it says, Every wise woman encourages and builds up her family. But a foolish woman over time will tear it down by her own actions. So we have this responsibility to build into our families. Families just don't happen. They just Healthy families just don't exist without us building and sowing and investing into those relationships. And can I encourage you? Maybe you're in a season where you've been tired and you've stopped sowing. Believe God for the, for the faith again, just to sow. Maybe you've been hurt, you've been disappointed by some actions and behavior of people in your family. I'm believing this morning that you can have the strength in God to say, you know what, I'm going to go again. I'm going to keep investing because this is important. It's important to God and it's important to me. The second thing is healthy families soak. You know, when you think about a garden, that's healthy, it is soaked in water to be able to help it become healthy. It is soaked in sunlight. It is soaked in the right nutrients to be able to create an environment and an atmosphere for those healthy plants to flourish. And it's the same when it comes to our home life. We have a responsibility to be able to set a healthy atmosphere, to be able to soak our kids and soak our marriages and soak our relationships in the right things. And I want to ask you this morning, what are you soaking in in your family? Are you soaking in disappointment? Are you soaking in frustration? Are you soaking in some of these negativity that that can sometimes come to them? Are we soaking our our lives and our families in that? Or are we soaking our our family in, in God? Soaking our family in worship, soaking our family in prayer, soaking our family in encouragement, things that are going to build and strengthen, setting an atmosphere. We have a responsibility, all of us in this church, to be part of setting the environment and setting the atmosphere. In this church family, it's the same in your home. Each one of us, whether you're a child or whether you're a parent, whatever you are, we have a responsibility to help set the atmosphere of our homes. And just making sure that our children and our, 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 our loved ones, our, our family are a priority in the way we love them and care for them. And we had, we had the privilege of having Julia Bell speak at our women's conference. And as we sat down for dinner with Joel and Julia on the Friday night, Amy and I, and we were, and we were just talking over dinner and just discussing their family. They said, look, we're sorry tonight if we get an interruption and a phone call from our kids. Actually, they didn't say sorry about it. They just said, we might get a phone call from our kids tonight, and we just want to let you know that whenever our kids call, we always take the call. 
And I wasn't disappointed by that. I thought, I'm inspired by that. What an incredible priority they put on their kids. And you know what that would make their kids feel like? They are a priority. They are loved. Doesn't matter what important meetings they are. Doesn't matter what context they're in. They say, you know what? When I get a call from my kids, I take it because they're a priority. And I thought, what a great lesson for all of us to make our family a priority. It's really easy to be distracted and to focus on other things, but family is so important. In fact, when it talks about qualifications of a, of a leader in, in, in the life of the church, it says he must manage his own family well, having children who respect and obey him. For a man cannot manage his own household. For, for a man, if, if he can't manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church? It puts the importance on family. I love in 1 Timothy 5 verse 7, it says, Give these instructions to the church so that no one will be open to criticism. Listen to this. But those who don't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. That's quite heavy, isn't it? It's strong. And I think it's a reminder to us that our ministry first comes out of our family. You know, Kevin and Marilyn, they used to say this all the time, the greatest church that I will ever lead is my family. And it's the same for all of us. We've all got a responsibility to be ministers in our own context. Every member is a minister. And so we're ministering to our own families. Our own family is a church that we are investing into and making sure that it's healthy. And finally this morning, healthy families sprout. This is my favorite part when you start to see the growth the development in someone. That's actually my favorite thing in ministry altogether is seeing other people flourish. I love seeing our church family flourish. There's nothing that brings me honestly more excitement than seeing somebody else flourish. Like this morning when I see our worship team just killing it. I see Ali and Kobe just just doing an incredible job. I love that stuff. When I see someone like Mika or Anna bringing the word and they're just smashing it. And it's just an incredible uh, experience. I love that. When someone starts a business and they're thriving in that or has kids or buys their first home. I just love seeing people thrive. It's the best feeling in the world. In fact, if there's one thing I want to do, I just want to make the people around me better. And I think that's the responsibility that we all have in our families, in our church family, in our natural families, is to try and encourage the sprouting and speak into that. When I see in my kids, when I see something, I'm like, oh, that's a real leadership thing there. I encourage that. I call it out. I, I think, oh, that's fantastic. When I see compassion in them or just, just gifts and abilities there start to sprout, I just try to bring it out. I try to lift it up. I try to elevate it. I try to bring out the best. And I'm not about that tall poppy syndrome where you see someone being successful and you want to chop them down. I'm like, hey, if you get better, we get better. When you're better, I'm better. Together, we're better when we're all growing and developing. And, and I love seeing that. And I love seeing that in healthy families. When you start to see the gifts and the abilities and the things start to sprout, don't be threatened by that. Start to elevate that encourage it pray over it speak into it get around there that little that little sprout come on you know just speak into it There's, it's great to see it just developing and growing and coming out and becoming all champion the sprouting in people i think it's really really important well, what i want to do now is i just want to invite we're going to have some guests that are going to come up for these next 15 minutes or so and i wanted to make it a bit more practical this morning we've talked about 
uh, general in terms of being healthy and some things we need to do to be in healthy families. But I just wanted to break it down a little bit more. And so I've invited Amy to come and join me on platform this morning. And I've invited Darren and Bell to come and join me. Darren and Bell McMahon, or call them Daz. Daz and Bell McMahon, they're going to come and join us as well on platform. I'll introduce them a little bit more in a few moments. Why don't you give them a huge hand as they come? Look at Sam go. He's a champion. You know what? We always give the worship team credit, but I've got to say, the people behind the scenes, the production, the service producers, the people in the back room that you don't even see, I think they're worthy of a hand. They are doing an incredible, incredible job. Unseen heroes. So this morning, Daz and Bell, they're relatively new to our church over the last maybe six, seven months or so, have have got connected into church life here at City Church and I've known Daz for a number of years. And have we, pr- we first met Daz in 2008 in Tamworth. Uh, ben was running the New England Youth Alive region and that's, we've known Daz probably longer than we've known anybody in this room to be honest. That's true. Wow. But the real privilege has been getting to know Bill. Yeah. <laughs> That's the absolute privilege that I was uh, just withholding till we came. <laughs> That's fantastic. So these guys are, have got an incredible family and we've really enjoyed them being part of our connect group. Just hearing the story of their family, getting to know their kids and just connecting together. And, and I just know you're going to be blessed by them this morning. And so I thought maybe just first initially, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family tell us a little about yourselves. Okay, so in July this year, we've been married 25 years. So um, we got married very young, very young. Thank you, um, I needed that clap (laughs) for that effort, eh? um, So um, together, we've always done ministry um, and uh, had children very young as well. So we've got four, um, Alicia, Isabel and Caleb, and they range from ages 11 our baby boy, right through to 24. So we had a little bit of a gap. I think we've got... So the next two months is birthday month. So a lot of money gets spent and a lot of time and effort. But basically 24, 23, 20 and 11. So Liam, there was a little bit of a gap. But they've always done ministry with us. And um, in 2003... Uh, We um, had been in a church where Darren was youth pastor and I was kids pastor and we actually stepped out and Darren went itinerant, 2007, sorry, um, went itinerant and um, that's basically where we are today um, with a a schools program putting chaplains in schools. So our kids have always been on the journey with us um, and yeah, that's that's us in a nutshell. That's us. Yeah. That's us. I love it. So do you have any funny family traditions or things that you guys do that is unique to the McMahon family that you could share, some funny stories? Yeah, all right. Um, look, we have often you, have joke... Have you passed them? Have you made sure that they're all right? I have passed them, um, unlike Ben the other week with, uh, with those stories. But uh, anyway, but um, now we, um, we, we've often joked... How, you know, like you see some of these funny family movies that if you just had the McMahon family movie, you'd be in hysterics. I mean, we've had everything from a well-meaning father wanting to take children out of a house because it had been rain, 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 rain. Went for a bushwalk. We came back covered in leeches. So did the dog. Came back covered in leeches. There was blood and leeches everywhere. 
And um, you can imagine what was happening. So everyone's screaming, shouting. We've had, um, you know, like many funny moments where, uh, you know, just you, you just think, what just happened, you know? But I guess for us, some of the traditions that we, we love um, and we have is I'll tell you, Belinda started talking about birthdays. Birthdays are not just one day. They're an event in our family. They go on for days. Is that is that unusual or is that just us? Does it happen with you? Um, it happens with us. It goes on for days. Um, um, but one of the traditions that we love that I started when they were five, uh, each of the children, and uh, well now most of them are adults, um, is every birthday we go to a lookout, so whether it's the uh, Springwood one or if it was when we were living in the North Shore, we went to Warrywood Lookout and um, we would um, pray and we would read Jeremiah 29.11 and Psalm 139 together. We would thank God for the year that we've just had and the year that we're about to have. I'd lay hands on my children and just pray blessing on their next year and then we'd go have breakfast together. Um, And that's something that I've managed to do I haven't missed a year. Might have been late a couple of times, not on their actual birthday, but we've we've certainly done that. You got any others? Um, it, well, it is a it, it is a tradition. Actually, I was awake at four thirty this morning thinking about this question as well, because we actually said to the kids during the week, "What traditions do we have?" and they're our harshest critics and sometimes the ones that are always going to say it as it is, right? And they're like, what do you mean traditions? Like we have Christmas, birthdays, like everybody else. And I'm like, no, 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 we have things that are unique to us, right? Like so, but this morning I just had, I'm like, why did we think of this before? But when they were growing up and with work and things sometimes look a bit different as they're older, but we have um, Sunday fun day. And so when they were little and you do two church services and pack up from kids' church and all of that, we'd go out and we would, um, like, go to the park and have fish and chips or we would go to Yumcha. And um, that was a really big thing in our old church. And But it was funny because as they got older, Yumcha became less and less because it became more and more. I don't know if anyone's been to Yumcha lately with a family of six, but it's not cheap. So, um, but we always made Sundays just fun. Like it's fun to be in the house of God and it's going to be a good day. And in kids' church, you know, like you're my kids, so you know what's already going to happen. And um, you know how the kids got a prize? Well, you get a prize too because you're here serving with me and doing things through the week. So we always made Sunday, you know, it's not we just go home and crash. And we usually would after we did all the fun stuff anyway, but it was just putting an emphasis on let's make Sunday a day where, one, we praise the Lord and and we come together with our church family, but we also, it's fun. This is a good thing for us to do as a family. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. And Daz, you've had a unique experience with family in, in terms of you've been adopted. And so that's been a unique thing. And then obviously having family yourself and the dynamics of that. So I just wanted to ask both of you, how, how has faith and your faith in God really helped kind of build your family and helped you become who you are as a family as well? Well, I, I, for those who uh, are just wondering, uh, I was actually adopted when I was, I think, Mum says about three weeks old, so I was like a baby. And, um, and ultimately, uh, we weren't told that we were adopted until my youngest brother um, 
basically came to a point where he was asking questions. So obviously family for me was, um, I thought, me, my brother, my mum and dad. And then when I hit, I think it was 11, um, that's when I was told, because he was old enough to understand, that I was an adopted child and, um, and that we weren't related biologically or anything like that. And, um, and literally, I guess my world turned upside down. Now I've had people give me their opinions and I appreciate if you've got yours, um, but keep it to yourself. Um, um, that wasn't too harsh, was it? I, I can be a little bit jaded, I guess. Um, but, you know, the thing is that I've had people say, oh, you should have been told since you were little, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for me, my world did turn upside down. But I look at how God's plan and just how it uh, has helped me be um, a father, a husband, um, you know, just that, you know, ultimately my world um, literally upside down and I only had one person to look to and that was God. And uh, that was all around the time in my life, my salvation message um, that you'll hear one day is that, you know, just that, that the adoption, the subsequent rebellion, you know, then the subsequent salvation, um, just how it's just really made my faith strong. And, you know, faith in our family, I mean, we before we um, have dinner or any meal, um, whether it be breakfast, lunch, whatever, whenever we're together, we pray, even publicly. Um, I know it's a little bit, you know, they went through the stage where it's a little bit em- embarrassing, but even publicly, we'll grab hands together as a family and we pray and thank God for the food. We, you should always be thankful for what God gives you um, and, and gives you the ability to earn money to actually have, right? Like that's where it's all about being thankful. And, um, and that's, that's definitely something that would have influenced, or I hope has influenced the culture of our family is, you know, just being thankful. I'm thankful that I'm an ado- I have an adopted background. I think I understand the adoption in Christ uh, um, versus a whole lot better than others, right? And I understand what it is to to take on another person's name. I understand that. So this is where, like, um, you know, faith, uh, I, I, I hope, I'm not just speaking for myself, you can speak now, but uh, I think, uh, you know, yeah, back me up. Um, um, but I, I, I feel like faith is, is very much part of everything that we do. We've lived, yeah, uh, we good. speak, um, we're not perfect, no one is, as you said before. I mean, but I think it's our imperfections that when we work through these things is just how we can outwork our faith even more yeah. um, through our family and, you know, out to the world. So. Actually, uh, can I add one yeah, thing? Is that okay? So um, I'm really practical and simple with things. Like I like keeping it simple. Um And I think for us with faith, um, especially when we stepped out of a paid role and Darren was itinerant and building um, your dream and it was in its early stages, um, he's the provider, like the husband of the... You know, they're the provider. They want to make sure that the family's got everything. And, And I used to be like, it's fine, it's fine. God's got this. Like, it's all good. And it would come to a certain point in the year with budget and everything where he's like, oh, it's not, it's not looking good. It's going to be really, really tight. It's fine. It's fine. And I just remember in those early days um, not having a childish faith but having a childlike faith where I, I literally just – I took it so literal. I'm like, I just have faith that God will provide and I have faith that, 
It's no issue, Darren. Why are you stressing? And I think that vibe would yeah. rub off on yeah. the kids as well because I never wanted to parent and ha- and lots of things over the years where, you know, the kids would panic or something horror would be happening and I'd say, am I freaking out? No. Then you're not allowed to freak out. And I think that was with very different and many situations. It's like, no, hold on a second. Like, do you need this? Mm. Yes. Well, then it's okay. You will have this. Like, so it was just, I think faith sometimes can be a mindset as yeah. well. Like, really it's good. just we trust and we believe. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's yeah. really good. So you guys have been married for 25 years now yep. and you work together. Yeah. <laughs> I know what that's like. We even shared an office back to back at one stage. We were in such a small office. That was fun. We don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> Um, but my question is, how do you keep your marriage strong? After 25 years of working together as well, four kids, how do you guys keep your marriage strong? I don't always agree with him. Um, and he doesn't always agree with me. And No, let's be honest. I always have to eventually agree well. with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Look, even the guys are clapping. Um, <laughs> I think it's actually really good to talk things out and sometimes it's okay to not always agree and, um, you know, I remember sometimes the kids would be like, oh, you're fighting or you're arguing. I'm like, no, 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 we're allowed to have a robust conversation about something we don't agree with and we will work it out and so, like, so in some ways too, like, it's okay, I think, in a marriage, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's okay sometimes for, like, and we would, we would try and, like, I don't want to talk about it right now, so we'll just talk about it later when the kids are in bed. But sometimes I think it's okay for the kids to sometimes see that we don't agree, but we actually work it out yeah. and it moves yeah. forward. Um, let's not hide things and pretend things don't happen because that's not real world. Like, that's not reality. Um yeah, do you want to... Yeah, yeah. And, and I think um, on a practical note, one of the things that we've tried to do, we're not perfect at it, is that we try to always have um, time away together. Um, you know, so like even just... It was almost like as soon as you sent the message saying we'd like to do this, it was like the enemy started to put pressure on us as a, as a family and everything. But it was like, you know, even last... Was it Friday night? Is that, you know, we'd had a lot of things going on. And so we just um, send out this uh, group... Belinda loves doing it. She sends out this uh, group message saying to the family, fend for yourself night. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and they all know what to do. They all just go and do what they're going to do. And then we went out and, um, you know, went to a restaurant together and spent a few hours just talking. And, and, uh, but, yeah, look, you know, Amy, you're right, is that because we, we do ministry together in our family, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to, you know, not talk about ministry or work. Um, and uh, we sometimes have to stop ourselves um, because we go, well, okay, we've talked enough about work. Let's talk about something else. So, um, so yeah, then we just start talking about our amazing children. That, that, that takes us hours to get through. <laughs> How come Caleb's not laughing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love it. I love it. it. Actually, Ray Andrews said to me, because that's something that we struggle with as well at times, just, it just work just spills out into your home yeah. life. And he said, you know what, if you were a mechanic, Ben, he said, and you came home and you talked about cars with your wife all the time, you'd be a boring person. 
So why do you guys do that as ministers and talk about stuff and talk about church stuff all the time? It was a good reminder to me that there's some things we just got to leave at the door at times and you've got a family to protect, you've got young people that are focusing on you, you've got a marriage to be able to uh, develop as well, which is important. And so, yeah, so tell us, what are some of the practical things you've done to help your kids in terms of get, getting their own faith um, and relationship with Jesus. Obviously, that's a personal connection that happens, but there's an environment that you kind of create. So what's some things that you've practically done over the years? Um, one thing was, um, as parents, I think you can all agree, it doesn't matter how much you pray, how much you teach, how much you build that culture in your home, they get to an age and stage in life where they have to make their own decisions and choices. Um, for us, one really practical thing for me as a, as a mum it was um, when they were teenagers, there'd be, um, like, just for example, a party at school. And I'm like, mm, you're not going. I'm sorry. No go. And um, it got to a stage where there was no point me constantly saying, no, 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 no. Or I'm trying to set boundaries. I'm trying to protect you. It was, okay, well, actually, I want you to do something. You know how I feel. I want you to go away and I want you to pray. Not to just say, yeah, I've prayed and think nothing more about it, like I can go. I actually want you to come back in a couple of days, pray about it, think about it, really ask God what he wants you to do. And on probably one or two occasions um, with, with each of them, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I'm not going. Like it was almost like they didn't want to talk about it because that was my sign that, yeah, I know that the Holy Spirit had been telling you what I'd been saying anyway. And then it got to a point where I think it taught them that it wasn't about what mum and dad was trying to set for you. It was actually you have to, you know what you need to do. You also just need to seek the Holy Spirit to just guide you in your decisions. And so um, with one of our children, um, they go to a lovely school but there were just a lot of things happening at school that weren't of our culture or what we wanted in our home. And it just wasn't even... Every now and again, I'm like, oh, I heard, you know, there was this or that happening. And it wasn't even... They weren't coming to me and asking if they could have permission to go. But for them, it was almost like it was this taught... And it was just something within them now where they just knew that it wasn't... They didn't even have to ask because it wasn't even an issue for them. They, they prayed about it. They saw people for who they were or the situation for what it was. And for them, it's like, well, I really don't want to be a part yeah. of this. Or, so I think for me, that was a really big thing. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And it was very easy to sweep everything under the carpet or it was just easy to go do whatever you wanted to do. But for them to be able to have that... Um, that skill of, no, I actually am just going to talk to God and process process this and pray about this and then make decisions and it's not even an issue. I think for me that's something that's really, really practical because that's not just in their teenage years. That's throughout the whole yeah. of your life. You need that skill and to be able to access that yeah. in our relationship with God. Yeah, and um, like th- these are just some of the fundamentals that we've we've done since... You know, and we've also learnt from others, right? You know, we've sat down and listened to others. We're, we're, we're very keen watchers. So when we would see 
uh, a good family with, you know, good, strong faith and, and, the, and the children have grown up and they're continuing in their faith, we would always, I know that we would make it our mission to go and have a little chat and just catch up. Some of the things that we learned was um, very much keep your, your children busy. Um, that is something that um, a, a wonderful old lady um, taught us that um, early on. All of her children are in ministry um, and I, we, we were just like, how did you do it? Um, and this lady had come out of a, a, an abusive, alcoholic um, relationship, obviously from you know, pre-salvation, and, um, and yet she'd raised these wonderful kids. And I knew them. I knew these ministers. And um, she said to me, number one was, was make sure that your, young, your children are busy. You know, like especially in today, they can be sitting there on some device watching TV, letting someone, uh, some media centre deciding what your kid sees. Uh-uh. You know, like um, you're gonna, you, we're going to do this together. We're very proactive as parents. We don't mind... Um, stepping in and saying something um, and giving it an opinion because the thing is that if we don't defend our kids, I mean, who's going to, right? Yeah. Um, so we, we really, you know, cherish that whole thing of, um, you know, just, you know, kids were involved with stuff, they were involved with activities, um, coming to church, um, going, like Belinda was running the kids' ministry, I was running the youth ministry. This is just part of what we do, yeah. you know. It's not a forced thing. It's just what we do as a family. Um, there's so many different things that, um, we, we really worked hard at, at making sure it was part of the culture and the fabric of our, of our family over the years. So good. I love that. So finally, one, one last question. What do you think are some of the ingredients to having a really healthy, strong family and making sure that you flourish through all the different seasons? You've got to communicate. Um, I think that's one of the key things for us. Um, the good, the bad and the ugly, I think... I, I remember when they were really little and saying to them, you know you can talk to me about anything. Yeah. You can tell me anything. I'm always here for you. And I think that, you know, I want to know how you're feeling. I want to know about your day. Sometimes, you know, when they want to talk at night, when they were little at 8 o'clock bedtime and Darren's like, they need to go to bed. I'm like, they're just talking. But it was just, I think, to communicate and to be open and to, yeah, just just to be honest. Don't lie to me because nothing, just, just say it as it is and tell me the truth because we can work with things. If you start hiding, start deceiving, that's where I think you can get into a lot of trouble. Just say it as it is and be honest. I think, um, you know, um, our, our children all know that we're just committed to them. You know, we, we're absolutely 100% committed. So we communicate, we're committed, and, and, and I think they also know that we cherish them. Like, I am so proud of my kids. Um, every single one of them, where they're going in life, what their plans are, the ideas they've got for the future. I, I love it. I, I'm so proud of all of them, and I'm their biggest fan. And I think um, if they know that and, and they have that real you know, um, understanding that not just what we've said, but actually what we do, yeah. um, I think they'd, um, that, that they'd agree that, that this is definitely one of the things that, or some of the things that actually make our, our family really strong and healthy. Yeah, that's really good. Hey, we want to have healthy families. It's really important because it's a great example to those that are around us, but it's, it's about raising up the next generation. We want to be a healthy family. It's It's... It's why in the Bible it says we are the household of faith. We're the family of God. 
God describes us as his family, brothers and sisters. And so we want to be healthy in that way because it's going to overflow outside of this house as well. And so I really want this morning, just uh, I'd love Darren and maybe Belle just to pray for us. Maybe just, when you just, just in your seats this morning, why don't you just reach out your hands? We're all part of families. We want to have healthy families. And let's really believe that your family would be strong and would flourish in every way. And so I'm going to ask Daz and Belle to pray for us as the team come. God, I just pray for every single person here. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that we would always seek you in in everything we say, everything we do. Lord, we just put our trust in you. And Lord, I just pray for families um, that are here, that may be, uh, you know, local, uh, distant. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just use each of us today, Lord Jesus, to maybe, you know, pick up the phone and, and tell them that we love and appreciate them. Maybe it's to rekindle relationships. Maybe it's to heal relationships, Lord. But I just pray, Lord, that as we just today just thank you for family and all that it means, those that are blood-related, those that are best friends that are part of the family, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for them all. Father, Lord, we just right now, Lord, declare your favour, blessing upon every family in this place. Whether they're represented here this morning, if there's just a single member, maybe they're at a distance, maybe they're separated. God, right now, Lord, we just right now believe for your blessing and favour, Lord, on every family. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, that, you know, relationships would be mended. I pray, God, that through our families being strong, Lord, that we could shine like the light that you called us to be, that we'd be the salt the salt that your word talks about, the salt of the earth. God, I just pray, Lord, that as we have strong families, Lord, I pray that we would continue to bring glory to your name through the way we treat one another and how we walk the the days of life together. So, Lord, I just pray your blessing and favour on us. I pray, God, that, Lord, those that even today, just as you're prompting something on their hearts today, God, I pray that they'd bring action to that prompting of your Holy Spirit this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hands together for Daz and Bell and Amy? <laughs> Incredible. Thanks, guys. So listen, I, I want us as we're finishing today, I just want to say this. Let's not be condemned. Maybe you feel like, oh, I haven't done a great job or things aren't good. Uh, I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We're not trying to produce perfect people here. We're just believing that God would see our family flourish. We're believing that God's strength would come into our weakness and that we'd see His hand in our families so that we would be stronger and that we'd have stronger homes and stronger families in Jesus' name. And so let's together, let's have that kind of goal, that kind of mission in mind that we're believing for God to bring His blessing and favor onto our families in Jesus' name. So why don't we stand? We're going to sing one more song before we conclude this morning.